The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 80 podcast i am one of your hosts my name is tack and with me as always is the other host of the show jimmy klein hello hello hiya pal and on this podcast we celebrate the iconic tv show the brady bunch as we break down the bunch one episode at a time we take the episode jimmy as you know <laughs> yep we break it down oh yeah we mesh it together into a nice blended modern family. Nice. All for you, the listener. You're welcome. Aww. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at season one, episode one, entitled The Honeymoon. Ooh. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Ready Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and that's but, it. But not... But not, not Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. All right, Jimmy, what is up? Not a whole heck of a lot. What is up with you? Well, uh, what our listener, well, our new listeners are checking yes. out the the show for the very first time. Very first time. Numero uno. That's right. So our first episode ish. So. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Yes, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Yes, yes. So, Jimmy and I have actually been doing this show for almost two years now. Yes. Um, And season one was actually just myself and a different guest every week. However, once I brought Jimmy onto the show as a co-host, the show has just blossomed and just (laughs) grown and listeners have really responded well to it. And so that's the format we've been taking from season two on out. Mm-hmm. We're currently on season four is what we're doing right now. Oh, yes. But we decided to come back and re-record the very first episode with Jimmy. That way people can hear us for the first time knowing what we do now, not what we were then. Does that make yes. sense? That makes sense, yes. Okay, so... <clears throat> People just learning you for the first time, Jimmy, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I have a little bit of a podcasting background. Tech and I both were, we both came from a podcast called um, Taint Funny. Uh, Tech also was on a couple of other podcasts, which I, you know, from time to time I would contribute, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Have a pretty heavy theater background, um, musical theater background. I mean, Tech both dabble in film. I'm also a photographer. So, yeah, just have a general background of that kind of stuff. So, yes. Yeah, and pretty much myself, as Jimmy explained, I I also have a podcasting background going five years plus. Um, this is not our first show, and we've done many shows before. And it's our I first also good have- one. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have a theater background as well and a filmmaking background, and I'm also a singer, musician. Uh, I do a lot of stuff on YouTube and Stuff like that. Played in bands. 
I have a lot of like hobbies and extracurriculars that I spread myself pretty thin and I'm not an expert on anything, but you know, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Except being a badass. <laughs> That's right. Being a badass. So <laughs> what we decided to do is we decided to do a Brady Bunch rewatch podcast because well, there's just a nice history with the Brady Bunch, and we actually do love the show. You know, well, I mean, throughout the the course of this show, as you keep listening, you're going to hear us poke fun at the. I mean, we're pretty brutally honest about the podcast about the show. I mean, um, it's going to sound at times like we're making fun of it. We are, um, but the very last thing we say on every episode is go watch the Brady Bunch. So we wouldn't be saying that if we didn't like the show, we didn't care about the show, and plus, these you know these episodes you know take a couple hours to put together every week, so. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Like we actually love the show. Uh, we're just poking fun at it we're, from a modern day lens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, poking fun at the, you know, the, the plot holes, the that, time you know, period as well, yeah. the sexism, the exactly yeah. <laughs> everything. So, <laughs> so be feel you know feel free to join along with us and have fun and, and poke fun at it. And we all love the show. And I mean, if this yeah. podcast is making just a handful of people go watch the Brady Bunch that wouldn't have watched it before, then we're doing our job. <laughs> oh yeah this is similar to like how you pick on the little brother that you exactly, still yeah. do love but you know yet you still have <laughs> to pick on him too so or like the brady but or not the brady bunch the um the wizard of oz people watch that and go man this thing's corny as hell but you turn that shit on every time it comes on doesn't it <laughs> every year when that shit airs you watch it don't you <laughs> so i do want to put a disclaimer out there too like some of the comments and references or even jokes that we may do in this episode right. could be callbacks to like later episodes that we've yes, mentioned yes. and stuff like that. Now, I don't know if we're going to do that, but I'm, we probably will. <laughs> so I just, yeah, just say it because yeah. we've done it so many times. Yeah. We can't help it. That's who we are. And if you continue to keep listening, then you yeah. will definitely catch up on all those references and jokes and, and quote conspiracy theories. That yeah. We, we have a with. lot of conspiracy theories about the Brady Bunch that we'll dabble into as we go on. <laughs> yeah. And if you listen to this and you go to the next one, it's the original season. Just. Hold on. It'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Don't jump too soon. So, um, it's a work in progress. Or if you do decide, like, you know what? I don't like Tack with a different guest every day. Just jump to season two. That's exactly. Tack jump and Jimmy from there on out. So, But, I mean, but having said that, by all means, all the guests on the first season are good in their own right. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. if you listen to an, an episode on season one, by all means, give the, the guests the credit they deserve. If they plug anything, go check it out, that kind of stuff. We're not saying that the, the guests sucked. The format mm-hmm. just didn't work. So. Yeah. But also some background information is Tech and I have been best friends for, what, 35 years, 36 years? Uh, since like mid-80s. So. Yeah. yeah. And so like, you know, we have the same sense of humor. So if I start a joke, he'll finish it kind of thing. And so when oh, I sorry. started doing it. And I'll finish it. <laughs> so when I when every time I would come on the podcast as a guest, things just clicked, you know, because we yeah. have the same sense of humor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, yep. And uh, also another little fun fact about us as well: we are both dads. We both yes, have kids, we mm-hmm. uh, three kids each. And uh, yep. so yeah, so we know about the whole dad thing. You have two girls and a boy, and I have two boys and a girl. <laughs> oh my god! I never <laughs> put that together. <laughs> How did it take us this long to figure that out? <laughs> Jimmy, are we going to get right. married and maybe somehow Possibly. form a family? I'm already married. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I guess if dick. you want to spend more time with her. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thing we got to put out? I don't think so. 
I think you get but, um, it. You guys get it. You're yeah. smart. You got it. Yeah, we get it. Just keep listening. You'll 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 catch up. You'll catch up. The same as the first episode of the Brady Much. The first episode of the Brady Much aired. People are like, what is this? Huh? Right? What is this? But you watch the second one, you're like, oh yeah, dear yeah, Miss yeah, Libby yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, okay, dear Libby. Yeah. All right, well, let's take our first break, and when we come back, we're really going to get into this, Jimmy. We're going to break down the episode scene by scene. Break it down. We're going to break it down. We'll be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. are back yes all right so we got the brady bunch season one episode one entitled the honeymoon let's get into it facts about the episode at first aired jimmy on september 26 1969 19 what 69 you'll pick up on our humor you get it you get it we met when we were like 13 and our sense of humor never evolved (laughs) still back there so this one was written by Sherwood Schwartz and directed by John Rich. Okay. Little fun fact, according to IMDb, the Brady house in the episode is not the Brady house in the subsequent episodes. They all moved into a new home after the honeymoon. Right. The kitchen was different because, well, the house was different. Makes sense. Makes sense. So Mike built a house just for them to move into. Um, according to the movies, he said he, he built this house, right? Oh, yeah. I don't think they did in the episode. I don't think they ever specified. Mm. Hmm, okay. Anywho. All right, Jimmy. So we fade in. Scene one. We open up our story and see Mike loading up his car with suitcases. This is not the Brady family home we are used to, but rather the home where Mike lived with his three boys and Alice. You know, before her. Right. This is only a three-bedroom house. Yeah, which later uh, on they I move found into a, later. Later on they move into a well, a three bedroom house. No. <laughs> Actually, I think this one's a four bedroom because you see later uh, that Mike has a room, Alice I assume has her own room. Well, maybe not. 
She don't Maybe. have a room in the new house. She's, she sleeps in like a laundry room or something, doesn't she? <laughs> no, she does. But remember, a conspiracy theory where we discussed that yeah. Alice and Mike probably were together before. Oh, yeah. So she was probably sleeping with Mike. Yeah. But anyway, but Greg had his own room in this house, if you noticed. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there. And it wasn't All even right. in the attic. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that on a later episode. Yes. I got more yes. on that. Okay. <clears throat> Scene two. Inside the kitchen, we meet Alice for the first time. She's mm-hmm. serving the boys breakfast at the kitchen table. Mike walks in and says, okay, now look, boys, let's all eat a good breakfast today. I know you're bound to be nervous, but we have, we have to have plenty of nourishment and energy. And that's why it's important to have a good breakfast. Aww. The more you know. Greg says, we're almost finished, Dad. Peter pipes up for the first time, looks at Mike's plate, (laughs) and says, you didn't eat anything at all. Mike looks down at his plate and says, oh, yeah. Well, I'll just have my coffee. Alice walks over and says, I don't blame you for being nervous, Mr. Brady. This is a very important Saturday. Mike, while putting spoonfuls of sugar into his coffee, says, Alice, I know it's an important Saturday. Who said I'm nervous? I'm mature. I'm logical. And I know I'm doing the right thing. Why should I be nervous? Mike stops placing his eighth spoonful of sugar into his coffee, looks at Alice and asks, what makes you think I'm nervous? Alice says, "Uh, it's the first time I ever saw you take 21 spoonfuls of sugar. (laughs) Mike realizes what he's done, tries to cover and says, I like it sweet. (laughs) Alice just laughs (laughs) and says, everybody, every." bridegroom's a little jumpy, Mr. Brady. Greg says, it's a normal male reaction, Dad, for your generation. Oh, burn. Ooh. Peter says, I once saw a movie where a man was getting married. He was so nervous, he forgot to put his pants on. (laughs) Just then, little Bobby gets up from the table and starts looking underneath it to make sure Mike does indeed have his pants on. Bobby then pops back up and says, you're okay, Dad. Mike looks at him sternly and says, thanks, son. Would you sit down? Alice comes back over with a fresh cup of coffee and says, I'm sure you're going to be very happy. Mrs. Martin is a lovely woman. He's marrying Mary Martin. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, no. no it's a, sorry. It's a <laughs> She's a handsome joke. woman. A handsome <laughs> woman, Miss Martin. Well, it's, it's a little theater joke because Mary Martin and Florence Henderson both played Peter Pan at one point. So it, it's just a joke. Sorry. Oh, um, gotcha. Greg smiles while thinking about his future mother and says, she's out of sight, dad. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I want to fuck her too. Hot. <laughs> He's like, someday I'm going to go on a date with her. <laughs> Peter pipes up and says, groovy. Bobby with the biggest fucking front teeth I've ever seen on a human body and on television <laughs> says, I think she's neato. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then picks up a salt lick. What's a salt lick? What the fuck is that? Is that what cows are like? Because <laughs> he had like horse teeth. That's what horses. <laughs> oh, okay. So Bobby starts laughing. He's like, <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Greg agreeing with <laughs> Greg 
Greg, agreeing with the boys, says, that makes it unanimous. I think it's a pretty special moment. Just then, Mike almost spills his coffee all over himself. Alice rushes over to his aid. While cleaning up a little mess, Alice says, well, I certainly hope the bride isn't as nervous as the groom. Mike says, no, not my bride. I'm sure the future Mrs. Brady is cool, calm, and collected. Then he says, come on, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) That's a callback to a future episode. We go. I was um, praying you were going to do that. Yeah. I was praying. I was like, God, I hope he does that joke somewhere. <laughs> I, kn- I knew you were going to, but I was going to wait because I didn't want to do it. So it's pretty neat to see like the house that they used to live in and stuff. I thought that was yeah, but cool. I mean, it doesn't really look that much smaller than the one they're in now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like um, you pointed out, hey, they're moving from a four bedroom house into a three bedroom house. So that's cool. Well, I mean, it's, I don't even think Alice's room was a bedroom. I think it was probably an office. That they made her sleep in. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but what's a bride? And this may be a stupid question. What's a bridegroom? I, I just assume it's just another fancy way of saying groom. So is it know. a? Is it a? So what's the bride then? So it's, it's bride a, and a it's bridegroom. A bride. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I have but no also, idea. Mrs. Martin. That's I don't her. Think I knew that. That's her married or. Yeah. Her ex-husband's last name. So we find out later, which we're going to get to later, more about her names later. Weird. Okay. Scene three. Meanwhile, we quickly cut to Carol brushing Marsha's hair as she says, I'm shaking like a leaf. The wedding is only an hour away and I can't even brush her hair. Carol walks over to Jan and Cindy, who are sitting on the bed, and she says, and I've got to fix yours too. And Cindy, what happened to your curls? You're the youngest one. You should have curls. <laughs> a half hour the song ago, says I'm, it, okay. <laughs> you're already fucking this up. Carol walks over to her mirror, looks at herself, and says, "Oh, look at me. Brides are supposed to be beautiful, and I look awful." <clears throat> It'd be funny if there was just dead silence, <laughs> like crickets chirping. <laughs> Marcia says, "We think you look beautiful." Carol turns to her three daughters and says, how can you just sit there and say that I look beautiful? (laughs) Cindy smiles and says, because we love you. Carol smiles, sits with the girls on the bed and asks, what? Cindy, man, she like, she don't give a shit. Because she's not like, because mom, you are beautiful. She's like, because we love you. Because we love you. And we we don't want to hear you complain. (laughs) I noticed that Cindy has a lot of lines in this episode. And she sucks. <laughs> I can sorry. tell that Sherwood Schwartz like really favored her. Yeah, but so. her acting was horrible. I mean, this was Bobby's first time acting. He wasn't horrible. Well, I do remember reading in the book about um, Cindy's audition. So, like, first of all, like her lisp is real. And that's one thing they really loved about her. Because her lisp was real. And she was like super, super talkative. And just like very extroverted. And even though they were done with the audition, they still like, she still was like talking to them and talking to them and like <laughs> came over to them and sat next to them and was like, let me show you this. Let me look at this. This is cool. And, you know, they just loved her. She was her. precocious. Oh, precocious. Oh, there you go. That's, there yeah. you go. <clears throat> anyway, Carol says, girls, you do like Mike, don't you? Marcia says, sure, we like him. Jen says, a lot. Cindy gets up and says, 
You know how much we like him? Carol asks, how much? Cindy holds her arms out wide and says, this much. Carol grabs her youngest one in curls and gives her a big <laughs> hug and says, I'm sure we're all going to be very happy. You're going to be happy. I'm going to be happy. Mike's going to be happy. Carol's <laughs> smile now turns into a worried look as she goes on. And Greg and Peter and Bobby, and they're Jared's gonna like, be happy. What about me? It's like, shut up, <laughs> shut up, Jen. Somebody talking to you, Cindy. <laughs> Did she really skip Jan? No, 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 no. Okay, I think she skipped Jan and Marsha. <laughs> Cindy asks, "If we're all gonna be so happy, how come your eyes look like they're going to cry?" Carol snaps out of it and says. <laughs> Oh, because grown-ups are silly. Sometimes they cry when they're happy. Just then the phone rings. Jan says, there's Mike. And I thought this was kind of neat. This is like the only time they call him Mike. Yeah. Anyway. Carol asks, what makes you think so? Jan says, it's always Mike. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> Carol gets up and answers it. Hello? She turns to Jan and says, it's Mike. I'm just fine, honey. How are you? It cuts to Mike as he says, I'm nervous. That's how I am. Nervous. Carol says, to tell the truth, I got a few butterflies in my stomach. Cindy hears this and gets up and says, were you sleeping with your mouth open, mommy? <laughs> Carol looks at Cindy and asks, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> Cindy goes on, how did those butterflies get in your stomach? Carol laughs and says, they're not real butterflies, sweetheart. I will explain it to you later. She turns to Mike on the phone and says, hold on a minute, Mike, would you? Carol then tells the girls to run along and get their clothes ready. Jane argues a little, but Marcia says, come on, the bride and groom want to talk privately. <laughs> Carol says to Marcia, thank you, Miss Protocol. The girls then exit the room. Carol returns to talking to Mike. I'm sorry, Mike. Cindy thought there were real butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> She's stupid. <laughs> Mike says, you're lucky if you only had butterflies. I've got six flying saucers in mine. <laughs> Mike. Carol asks, why don't you take a tranquilizer? <laughs> Mike says, I took one. Carol actually suggests, well, maybe you should take another one. Mike, surprised to hear his future bride suggest this, says, Nothing doing. I want to be calm for the ceremony, but there's a honeymoon to consider. <laughs> Carol yeah. laughs and says, That's an architect for you. Always planning ahead. They both just laugh. <laughs> so I looked it up, and a lot of times they referred to Valium as a tranquilizer. Well, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. But I it's still really a... It still would have been a prescription drug, so you can't just take a second one whenever you feel like it. This was the 70s, man. That's true, yeah. <laughs> He's probably popping quaaludes when he was done with the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's 70s, man. Like, right? <clears throat> Spanish fly, quaaludes, I don't know, whatever else they had. <laughs> I thought the uh, Cindy asking if she slept with her mouth open, that shit was pretty funny. <laughs> That's, that caught me off guard well, That was pretty funny It's kind of cheesy and corny But it was pretty funny <laughs> So like 
I just was really surprised that she was like, why don't you take more drugs? You know, it's like, good God. And he's like, Jesus Christ, I still got to fuck you later. And she's like, oh, yeah, there you go. Always planning. Good point. Yeah. He's like, well, I already took a trick. Well, do you have anything else? Like, what else do you have? <laughs> what else do you have? What? <clears throat> you know, I got to fuck you later, right? <laughs> Scene four. Later, we see Bobby attempting to button his jacket to his suit in his bedroom. Mike walks in and asks, how are you coming? Bobby says, okay, dad. Mike bends down and says, let's have a little inspection here. Mike looks him over and realizes his buttons are done wrong and laughs. <laughs> Looks like you got dressed in the dark here. Mike adjusts his jacket and says, well, Bobby, you look pretty good. Bobby says, you look good too, dad. Mike says, thank you very much. Well, let's get going. Mike stands up and heads out of the room. Mike goes on. Not right for a man to be late for his wedding, especially his own. As they walk out, Mike notices his dresser and walks over to it. Mike looks at Bobby and asks, where's your mother's picture, Bobby? Bobby looks nervous and says, I put it away in the drawer. It's over there on my hope chest. (laughs) (laughs) Mike calmly asks, because of Carol, Bobby says, I thought maybe she'd not like it when she moved in. Mike bends down to Bobby and says, come here, Bobby. Now you can put it right back, son. Bobby lights up and asks, are you sure? Mike says, I'm positive. I don't want you to forget your mother. And neither does Carol. Bobby says, gee, that's swell. Bobby opens up the drawer, pulls out a picture of his birth mother and says, I really like this picture, but I didn't want to upset my new mom. Mike smiles and picks him up and says, you know something? Your mother will be proud of you right now. Mike then calls for the other boys. Greg from another room says, just combing our hair, dad. <clears throat> Mike says, well, come on. We can't wait all day. Peter then enters saying, we're all dressed up. So's Tiger. Greg enters the room with the shaggy dog, Tiger. Tiger is wearing a tie. Mike says, sorry, fellas. Tiger stays home. Now this is just for the family. Peter says, Alice is going to be there. Oh, Mike says, Alice is a member of the family. (laughs) Sorry. Peter says, so's Tiger. Tiger jumps up and starts licking Bobby. Bobby says, he's our brother. Mike smiles and says, now look, boys, I love you. And I love Tiger, too. But we are not taking a dog to a wedding. He's going to eat those words. He is. So uh, one thing I do want to point out, um, you know, Mike likes to say Alice is a member of the family. But as we've discussed in other episodes, would you make a member of your family wear a fucking uniform every single day (laughs) and never have a day off? You don't make your kids wear uniforms? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Alice, you're not in uniform. This is weird. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I didn't we... realize you were off today. <laughs> did Mrs. Brady approve your time off? I don't. Did you? No. It's weird. <clears throat> so it's nice to see the the real Mrs. Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike says that he doesn't have to put it away and to never forget his mother. However, we never see the picture again. <laughs> nor do they even ever mention their mother again. Right. 
And I, I mean, after thinking about it, I, I kind of, I kind of wish they would have brought her back through the series. You know, I wish they would have had an episode here and there where Bobby's upset because he misses his mom or, yeah, you know, maybe the next Christmas, you know, like Peter's upset because his mom maybe always did something for him and Carol didn't do it or, you know, even on yeah, the girl side, nice. <clears throat> like if the girls were nervous that the father would just leave them or whatever, I don't know. So, um, yeah, or even like something exciting happens and just one of them just yeah. utter a line like, I wish mom was here to see exactly, that or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. That would have been kind of neat oh, to hear. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I, and also, I put down also, um, if anything, just to let kids, because this came out in the 70s, this came out a long time ago. So it would have been nice for them to let kids know that it's okay to miss your parent if your parents get divorced or your parent dies. Yeah. Yeah. Because that kind of stuff wasn't being said. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I I looked, I went into a deep dive and I couldn't find the answer, but who's the actress in the photo? I don't remember. You know what? On the original <laughs> first episode, I may have <laughs> looked that up and said something, but I don't huh. remember it now. Okay. Um, so what I found interesting is the boys consider Alice a member of the family, the boys being Mike and the three kids. Yeah. And even if the boys don't realize it, like Bobby is looking at it very logically, but Mike is obviously telling them, forcing on them that Alice is a member of the family. He's like, this is the way it's going to be. She's a member, you know, Alice is a member of the family. Mm -hmm. So that means that it's Carol and the girls that look at Alice as a maid, not the boys. (laughs) Oh man. That is, that is brought in by, that attitude is brought in by Carol. (laughs) That's so funny. Cause it's like, so Mike's maid is coming to the wedding. Like, because Mike, Mike forces it on him in this scene. He's like, no, Alice is a member of the family. He's, we hear him say it. Right. <laughs> but if you notice, well, spoiler alert, spoiler alert in the wedding, Alice like straight up or Carol straight up yells at Alice. And she just <laughs> like just freaking met her. So. <laughs> well, I feel like by now they've known each other for a couple of years. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But still, she's not your housemate. She's not. You don't live with her. It's not your place to yell at her. But she's Dude, already so, doing that shit. So think about this. Okay. So. Mike and Carol have been dating for two years now. Right. And Alice has been living with Mike since, well, Alice says later that he, she's been with Mike since before Bobby was born. Exactly. And can you imagine, like you're meeting and your boyfriend lives with another woman who takes care of his boys. She's She had to have like been jealous at some point several times or, or been like, coming over and like so is mike here and like he's just getting ready and then the two of them are just like awkwardly kind of standing there and like like it'd be funny if alice was like let me go check on him oh he's still in the shower <laughs> what but he says it'll be out in a few minutes <laughs> he's just getting dressed now he just put his underwear on like, wait a minute what and she's all like oh good hmm they're all snooty with each other <laughs> Hmm. So yeah, that attitude comes from Carol, which I mean, to the the people listening, um, yeah, that's something we bring up in later episodes is, is how they look at her as a maid. You know, they have, you know, the family room that Alice apparently ain't allowed to hang out in because she never goes in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this, this, this whole mentality is brought on by Carol. <laughs> that's interesting. Yes. Hmm. All right. Scene five, 
Next, we quickly cut to Mike driving his car with the three boys and Tiger inside. (laughs) Mike does not look pleased. No, he does not. (laughs) They arrive to a house, which will be the wedding venue. Greg says, hey, look, Dad, the caterers are here. Bobby says, good, I'm hungry. Mike looks at Bobby and says, hungry? You just ate breakfast. You'll eat after the wedding. Mike gets out of the car and tells the boys to exit the car on the curbside. And they all get out. The I more that you was know. A, that was a cool that was a cool detail to add. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I try to do the same thing. Like my son sits behind the driver's seat. I have a, a five year old. And um and so I try to pull up in parking spots that where the right side of the, the left side of the car rather is like grass, like a curb, just yeah. so that he's not stepping out in the traffic. So I thought it was a cool detail. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Scene oh also um I thought there were some some cool shots of them driving because you have to remember like they didn't have GoPros and shit back then. <laughs> they didn't even have SLRs back then. Well, they did, but not <laughs> digital ones. <clears throat> so I thought it was kind of neat. All right, hmm. scene six. Out in the backyard of the venue, we see tables set up and flowers and tablecloths. We see chairs set up for the ceremony with an archway for Mike and Carol to say their vows. Oh. We see Carol's dad, Henry, getting a sip of wine while the vendors are still setting up. Carol's mom, who's also no fun, runs over, (laughs) stops him, and says, Henry, there'll be plenty of that when the guests arrive. Mm -hmm. Henry says, I was just testing, dear. Carol walks out with Cindy in tow and says, oh, mom, dad, it all looks so beautiful. The wedding is going to be lovely. Henry says, well... Wait until you and Mike get the bill, dear. <laughs> and then cackles his motherfucking ass off at his own joke. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. <clears throat> Henry's adoring wife pokes him in the gut and says, Henry. Carol says, <laughs> Carol says, oh, mother, I know he's kidding. You're kidding, right? No. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done without you two these past few years. Cindy says, I don't know what I would have done either. (laughs) Grandpa Henry laughs and picks up Cindy and says, you want to know something? We're really going to miss you, sweetheart. Cindy asks, you're going to come visit, aren't you, Grandpa? Carol says, of course, Cindy. Mike's house is only 20 minutes away. Grandpa reassures her that they will. (laughs) (laughs) Just then the doorbell is heard from all the way in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) grandma says oh that must be a telegram grandma goes to get it but then cindy jumps down from grandpa and says let me go get it let me get it cindy runs off to answer the door (laughs) so like i know what you're thinking so they promise to come visit only 20 minutes away but yet they never do not on camera (laughs) (laughs) um why so I thought about this, right? And hear okay. me out. Conspiracy theory time. Oh, yay. Right. Okay. Here we go. Buckle so, in, kids. Here we go. So Mike realizes that Carol doesn't see Alice's family. Right? Because Wait, they Carol probably had doesn't, arguments. Carol doesn't see Alice's oh, family, Alice right? Alice as family. Okay, go ahead. Because like you had said just a little while ago, you said that there was probably jealous moments between Carol and Alice. Right. Yep. Mom. Pro- mm-hmm. or mom. Wow. Mike probably insisted that Alice's family. Carol's like, okay, are you related? Right. So mm-hmm. once they got married, Mike is like, oh, Alice ain't family. Hmm. Funny, your parents ain't my family either. 
<laughs> See how that works? See how that works? That's pretty neat, isn't it? My Alice ain't family. So your parents ain't family. Really? Was my parents at the wedding? No, but Alice was, wasn't she? There you go. That's how that works. So, okay, that explains why maybe Mike had a problem with her parents, but why would her parents have a problem with Mike? Well, they, wouldn't, she went, they just weren't allowed to come over. <laughs> well, it was probably conversations like, so we were thinking about dropping by and seeing the kids, honey. And she's like, well, it's just not a good time. Like, Mike, you know, <laughs> she probably complains. <laughs> Mike, um, you know, <laughs> she probably makes excuses and like uses Mike as the bad, the bad guy and shit. Like, well, Mike was probably though. like, you know, it's inappropriate for your parents to come to my work, to my office. That's not right. And Carol's like, well, what about at home? You know, funny, I have an office at home. <laughs> so, and plus, sorry. it's where my family, you know, <clears throat> Alice also works. So right, exactly, yeah. So you, she can't come to Alice's work, and they can't come to my work. So. Tell you what, we'll buy you a shitty station wagon, and you can go visit them all you want to. How about that? <laughs> oh, my God. There you uh, go. That's how that works. Scene seven. Cindy opens the front door, but instead of it being another telegram, it's Mike, Greg, Peter, and Bobby. They kind of look like the AT&T symbol, didn't they? <laughs> oh, my God. It was like a perfect. It was. Yeah. It was so perfect the way they were standing in height. God, I don't know if they were like actually standing on stuff or maybe to make it so perfect or if that's just how they were. Like, ding, ding, ding. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, Mike says, hey, you look pretty. Cindy, not impressed by who's at the door, just says, hi. <laughs> Mike calls her out on her bullshit and asks, well, you sound a little disappointed. Cindy says, I thought you were going to be a telegram. Carol shows up at the door and says, hi, Mike, Greg, Peter, Bobby, Tiger. Tiger? You brought Tiger? He'll frighten <laughs> Fluffy to death. Mike widens his eyes and says, Fluffy, I forgot about the damn cat. <laughs> Greg, put Tiger back in the car. The boys then argue. Carol says, no, wait, Mike, we'll keep Fluffy upstairs in the girls' room. Mike says, oh, honey. We don't want you to lock up Fluffy. Why shouldn't a cat be inconvenienced for an afternoon while my dog bakes inside my car in California <laughs> in the heat in the summertime? <laughs> Greg, you and Peter go put Tiger back in the car. Greg says, okay, Dad. And they actually go and do it. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Mike adds, and put the top up and open the window a bit, you know, so he can bake faster and hopefully feel no pain. Right. Mike and Bobby enter into the house. <sighs> so my only note is that, wow, Cindy is really young and really bad. <laughs> but, but this nut, this scene may have planted a little nugget for another conspiracy theory. Ooh, what? The boys seem really upset that they have to put Tiger in the car over that cat. Mm-hmm. So they don't like that cat. <laughs> Right. And, and the cat's not in any Nowhere to be found <laughs> after the second episode. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I commented on that before too. Yeah. So come episode two, there's no Fluffy. Nope. Fluffy's gone. Looks like Mike was like, fuck Fluffy. No, I think the boys were like, fuck Fluffy. Yeah, funny. Fluffy ran away. <laughs> mm -hmm. So weird. Oh, well. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Scene eight. 
Back in the backyard, the grandparents greet Mike. Henry says, Mike! So you decided to show up after all. Henry's wife once again pokes him in the gut and says, Henry! (laughs) (laughs) I say it the way my mom would have said it. I know, I was going to say, you sound just like your mom. (laughs) Oh, burn! Mike says, that's all right, Mrs. Tyler. I don't get upset very easily. Bobby says, oh, yeah? This morning, he put 21 spoons of sugar in his coffee. Mike says, don't exaggerate. Bobby goes on, but he didn't forget his pants. The grandparents just laugh. (laughs) Carol says, Cindy, why don't you take Bobby upstairs and tell the girls your new brothers are here, okay? Cindy says, okay, come on. Cindy turns to Bobby and says, I got a swell new dollhouse. Bobby stops and says, dollhouse? Dad. Mike looks at Bobby and says, that sounds like fun. Bobby says, yuck. Mike says, Bobby, remember what I told you. Bobby sighs, turns, and is pulled along with Cindy. The adults just laugh. (laughs) Grandma, Grandma says, don't they look cute together? Mike smiles and says, Thank you. Wait, they're dating? What? Uh, Grandma laughs and says, I mean the kids. Mike laughs and says, oh, I see. Carol says, Mike, I want you to see something. Mike says, I already have. Like a lot. Like we've been together for a while. (laughs) Like multiple times a week. All the time. Sometimes really close up. Like like I'm right on top of it. Um, Mike says, well, do you have a swell new dollhouse too? Carol says her first of many. Oh, Mike. Mike and Carol wander off away from Carol's parents. <laughs> so a couple of things. You notice that Carol says, oh, Mike. And mm-hmm. Carol's mom always says, oh, Henry. He does, yeah. And I also notice that Henry has a similar sense of humor as Mike. Like <laughs> yeah. how Mike is always poking fun at Carol and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm gathering a lot of intel today. So mm-hmm. Carol's married name was Carol Martin. That's right. And Carol's maiden name was Carol Tyler. Unless her mom was remarried too. Which I really doubt it. <laughs> but it could have been. Maybe like mother like daughter, right? Oh. Um, <clears throat> why is he hanging all over Carol right in front of her parents? Isn't that kind of disrespectful? Like I would yeah. feel weird doing that now, let alone in 1969. Well, I don't know. I wasn't going to say, well, would you hang all over your wife in front of her mom? But like, I don't think you do that anyway, do you? <laughs> I, no, not really. I, I, I don't do it in public because I don't want Megan to feel weird. <laughs> what, um, like she's loved by her husband? <laughs> no, I mean, like by me. Like, she's like, ew, stop, we're in public. Jeez. Um, and why are they seeing each other before the ceremony? Yeah, I know. I thought of that too. And it's like, I don't know. They just don't care because they figured, you know, it's not our first marriage. So fuck it. <laughs> you know. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Scene nine. As Mike and Carol stroll along the yard, Mike says, hey, everything looks so beautiful. Carol asks, did you say everything looks beautiful? (laughs) Once again, she's fishing for a compliment. Exactly. Shocking. (laughs) Mike says, oh, everything. The flowers are beautiful. The cake is beautiful. Hors d'oeuvres are beautiful. Carol, seemingly disappointed, says, well, aren't you forgetting something? Mike thinks for a second, looks around, smacks his forehead and says, oh, this silverware looks beautiful, too. <laughs> Mike just laughs at his own joke. <laughs> Carol says, thank you. Well, how do I look? 
Mike bends down, points a finger in her face, and says with an Errol Flynn impression, You, my dear, are prettier than flowers, sweeter <laughs> than the cake, more appetizing than the hors d'oeuvres, and more sparkling than silverware. Carol laughs. You sound like and that says, dude that does like animal videos. <laughs> Here we see the bird in its natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> Carol laughs and says, oh, Mike, be serious. Mike says, you want to know something? I am serious. Oh, shit. Serious is my middle name. And then the GTA song plays. He puts on glasses. (laughs) Sorry. And they passionately kiss like an old Humphrey Bogart movie. That shit was like so dated like as soon as yeah. they do like this big passionate kiss where they're just like faces mushed together it's like <laughs> this big like going, like rubbing their faces again. <laughs> yeah. and like this big like orchestra comes up yeah <laughs> and then carol stops and softly says a couple years ago i thought it was the end of the world and then like wind where'd the wind come from like, there's like wind blowing in her in her in her early You're ruining the moment jimmy early mullet sorry <laughs> You're ruining the moment. Mike adds, now it's just the beginning for both of us. Carol says, nah, for all of us. Mike says, right. And Alice. Carol's like, fuck Alice. <laughs> no. no, Mike says, right. The whole Bloomin' Brady Bunch. He said it, Jimmy. He said he did it. Say it. Yeah, I have that note too. Like, Mike actually said the Brady Bunch. Um, <laughs> But I also put down that was some of the corniest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God, that wouldn't even done well. That was just corny. It was just like they were just trying to copy an old like black and white movie, you know. I think like they the were music, trying to show moment. I think they were trying to show that they're both like modern parents and they're dealing with kids and everything, but they still have time to be romantic. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> I'm sorry, it didn't work. <clears throat> Scene ten. A short while later. It's wedding ceremony time. Carol and all the kids are standing at the altar with the officiant facing them. The officiant says, now, Caroline, Caroline, (laughs) I was totally going to make that joke. Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I was watching, I was like, oh, Caroline. Like I had to rewind it. Like, seriously? Like, that's awesome. I know. I thought the same exact. I was like, oh, we're going to have poltergeist jokes here. I know it. Hell yeah. All right. The officiant says, now, Carol Ann. Michael Paul. I can't can't say it without laughing. can't say it without going, Carol Ann. (laughs) Michael Paul. Will you join? Isn't that a a YouTuber, Michael Paul? No. Something like that. Uh, Yeah. Will you join hands, please? Mike and Carol Ann hold hands. (laughs) The man continues. Do you... Caroline. <laughs> I'm trying to think that yet. By the, by the way, listeners, this is pretty much how the show goes. It's me yes. wheeze laughing for 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Do you, Caroline, take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? To have and to hold, to honor and obey, to love and to cherish, in sickness and in health, till death do you part? Caroline says, I do. (laughs) The officiant continues. Do you, Michael Paul, take Caroline? 
to be your lawfully wedded wife, <laughs> to have and to hold and honor and obey and to love and to cherish in sickness and in health till death do you part? Mike says, I do. Efficient says, I now pronounce you, pronounce? Wow. <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. They whom God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. Well, aren't you going to kiss the bride? Mike hmm. looks at the officiant and says, you bet I am. <laughs> I wish I would have said that at my wedding. That's awesome. <laughs> Mike puts his arms around Carol and kisses her. Just then, Fluffy comes out of her cat house. That's not a thing. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's in the backyard because you know, that's right. a thing. And, and meows. <laughs> Carol hears this somehow and looks over at her. Tiger, all the way outside in Mike's car, in the front of the house, somehow hears this too and pushes the button to roll down the window, you know, with the key off and the key out of the car <laughs> and jumps out. He jumps over the concrete fence and into the backyard. Barking at Fluffy, he chases her into the cat house. Tiger crawls into the cat house with Fluffy and is scurrying about. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Mike grabs <laughs> Greg back. and says, I told you boys, put that dog back in the car. Greg says, we did, dad. Mike orders Greg, well, put him back. And he like fucking yells at him too. I like, know. Right in his face. My, <laughs> Robert Reed is so fucking good. Like we go on and on about how great <laughs> yeah, of an yeah, actor yeah, he yeah. is. And he really is truly a fucking really good actor. What <laughs> about ahead. Carol? listeners you're gonna learn as the show goes on that jimmy fucking hates carol now and she's just an awful person (laughs) i'm gonna clarify this now at the beginning i have no problem with flohan flohan was awesome she came back in the parody movies and played grandma and she like she's done a lot of things and she's awesome and i come from a theater background so i recognize her ability there yeah but carol like (laughs) the character Taylor Martin Brady, whatever she is, is a horrible person. She's awful. Yeah, for instance, just as an example, she has a maid to yes. help raise her children, but yet she doesn't work. She's a stay-at-home no. mom that doesn't do shit around the house except she does random shit like write articles for you know imaginative uh, imagination you know magazines like shit she makes up in her head and and <laughs> that's is, not true. She she helps Alice. <laughs> Make a salad. She makes salads and she makes cakes (laughs) and she, you know, creates, you know, clay busts of her husband, you know, all right. I guess she need a maid for that. Um. (laughs) We'll get way more into that. The more you listen, it's hilarious. Marsha, Jan and Cindy run over to the cat house with Fluffy and Tiger inside and are calling for their beloved cat. The boys run over to get Tiger out. Fluffy somehow escapes the cat house and runs off screeching. The girls run after her. Carol, while watching this, says very dramatically, Stop it! You're ruining the wedding! (laughs) (laughs) Tiger comes out of the cat house. Mike yells at the boys, Grab him! The boys get a hold of Tiger. Greg says, We got him. But Tiger somehow gets away, barking and running after Fluffy. Fluffy runs across Guest's lap as they are still sitting watching this all unfold. Tiger then jumps up and runs across the guest laps too in hot pursuit of Fluffy. The girls, while screaming, all run amok (laughs) as they chase after Fluffy. 
in fear of this horrible beast that is gaining on her. Carol yells out, Girl, stop that screaming! The boys are now in the crowd of people trying to get a hold of Tiger. Mike sees this and jumps in to help. Mike tells the boys, You boys wanted to bring that dog? Now get him! It's like, ah, you're a dick. Sorry. (laughs) Carol's mom is equally dramatic and is running around apologizing to everyone and telling them, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Henry, trying to calm her, says, It'll be quite all right. Carol's mom, showing off where Carol gets it from, says, Henry, do something. (laughs) (laughs) Henry says, just calm down, dear. Everything's going to be all right. Alice has now joined in the pursuit of Tiger as she calls out for him. Carol runs up (laughs) and says, Alice, can't you control that dog? (laughs) Fuck. There's a joke. You're a bitch. You should be able to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) <laughs> like Mike's always raving about you. You can't control this damn dog. What can you do? It's like, God. Alice says, yes, ma'am. And she does her signature whistle for him. Alice, in a panic, starts yelling out for the dog. Tiger! Tiger, sit! Sit! A man standing near Alice hears her and sits down in fear of Alice. Alice looks at him and says, not you, sir. Chaos is everywhere. Hmm. The guests have all gone in every direction. People are running around frantically. Mass hysteria has taken over the Brady Martin wedding. (laughs) The chase continues. Tiger is in tow, just behind Fluffy. The boys are right behind Tiger, trying to catch him. They continue to call out for the mutt, but to no avail. Alice, just behind the boys, still whistling for Tiger to stop. Carol walks up to the Reverend and says, Reverend, I'm so sorry. The Reverend laughs and says, it's all right. Everything's going to be all right. Meanwhile, Fluffy runs up onto a heavy woman in a large hat and a pink dress. She pats her face as if she's going to faint. Tiger follows in pursuit and up the pink lady and down he goes. The large pink lady faints from all this action because that's a thing. (laughs) Her husband calls for a waiter. Waiter, bring some ice over here, please. The waiter grabs a bucket of ice and runs over with it, and then he trips over nothing (laughs) and dumps the whole bucket of ice down the pink lady's dress. She gives out a shriek. (sighs) Fluffy runs through the crowd. Some guests try to grab her, but to no luck. Tiger and Chase jumps and knocks down Grandpa Henry. Fluffy, still fleeing, jumps up on the hors d'oeuvres table and runs across it. Tiger follows and jumps up on the table and runs across too. Fluffy jumps off the table and under the next table. Tiger follows. This table has the wedding cake on it. As Tiger runs underneath it, the table legs drop on one end, making the table slant as the Mm -hmm. cake starts to slide down the table and onto the ground. Mike sees this and runs over to save the cake. He makes it there just in time and grabs the cake just before it hits the ground. Carol runs Mm -hmm. over and says, Mike, thank goodness you saved the cake. Mike, (laughs) in a squatted position, is having trouble balancing and falls backwards, and the cake falls flat on his face. Whoa. Right? They even make like a like a circus scene, like boing kind of noise. Yeah. Carol just laughs. <laughs> Mike, not amused, sits up, 
with cake frosting all over his face, but then begins to laugh (laughs) and grabs Carol and kisses her and pulls her into the cake mess with him. All of the guests just laugh. (laughs) After laughing, Mike says, just what we wanted. A nice, quiet wedding. (laughs) They both just laugh some more. (laughs) So it was pretty impressive, like all like... The way they got the cat to run across people's laps and then that the dog. That was really well trained, for real. Yeah. It's impressive. Fluffy so, did his own stunts. So I I, I, had, I noticed a couple of plot holes in this that doesn't stay consistent with future episodes. Okay. Shoot. How did Alice get there? Um, I have a question about that later. <laughs> because Alice didn't ride with him in the convertible. Right. So... Yeah, there's a. <laughs> I got a whole question about that later on okay. too. Yeah. Um, also, why did the windows work with the key, not the ignition? <laughs> exactly. Cars don't do that. Um, I I I thought it was kind of funny that Mike was freaking losing it in front of everybody because he was trying to be on his best behavior, joking. Right? It's okay. It's hard to get me mad, and he's like, "Boys, get the fucking dog!" And he's like getting all pissed and shit. <laughs> no. It was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I think that was kind of on purpose because, like, you know, he said, it takes a lot for me to get mad. And yeah. then, it, like, the worst shit happens, but yet he still laughs with his bride yeah. and rolls around. Yeah, after he screamed at his kids like a fucking white trash <laughs> Walmart person. Um, and, and I love how everybody gets pissed off. So when the going gets tough, everybody gets pissed and just screams at each other. Like, it's such a normal family. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what I didn't understand is, like, it's just a dog chasing a cat. Does it really have to be that like craziness? Right. Well, plus like, like in reality, it just would have been a dog chasing a cat over there. And people are like, what's going on? Oh, there's a dog. And that'd be about it. <laughs> All that food. The dog never once tried to eat anything. <laughs> yeah. The cat never tried to eat anything. So I think what would have happened was the dog would have ran over to the cat. If the cat isn't used to dogs, the cat would have just kind of like backed up into its dog and just kind of sat there hissing. And the dog would have sat there with his tail wagging sniffing. I don't think dogs <laughs> actually chase cats like this. <laughs> no, but. definitely not. It's kind of more of a cartoon logic kind of a thing. Yeah, right. Like Tom and Jerry kind of thing. All right. So this is where we take our next break. So Mike and Carol had their wedding. They are now officially the Brady Bunch. Aww. You know what comes next, Jimmy? Huh? Signing the papers? Signing the papers. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Tack, what's wrong? Oh, Jimmy. I was hoping to get some groovy costumes for me and my son this Halloween, but I'm tired of all the same boring costumes that all the other stores have. Yeah. Have you checked out HalloweenCostumes.com? Wait, don't tell me. They too sell Halloween costumes just like the other stores do. Sell them? (laughs) HalloweenCostumes.com has the biggest, the best selection of Halloween costumes and accessories and decorations like anywhere. Okay, you say that, but so do party type stores, department stores. I mean, what does HalloweenCostumes.com have that others don't? Are they really that much better than the other places? Um, how about the biggest selection with over 10,000 costumes? Um, okay, but me and my son are into totally different things. They got you covered. They have costumes from comics, video games, movies, and TV. Okay, I'm pulling it up on my phone right now now. Hey, their selection is great. They even have costumes to fit parents, kids, 
couples, groups, plus size, oh, and even sexy costumes. Ooh la la. <laughs> right? And of course, HalloweenCostumes.com has the best retro costume selection. Dude, they have stuff like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee transforming costumes in not just kid sizes, but like adults so we can wear them. They have Disney, Ghostbusters, Cobra Kai. Dude, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, Kiss, ALF, Beetlejuice, the Smurfs, and more. They have over 3,500 exclusive designs. <laughs> and don't forget, one of the Retro Network's favorite items. <laughs> Ugly Halloween sweaters. <laughs> and check out the brand new designs for 2021, like Scooby-Doo, Pennywise, and Care Bears. Bro, you can't even get, the, you can't even get those on a face mask. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Just click on the Retro Network's promo link in today's show notes and save 20% off of in-stock items now through November 6, 2021. HalloweenCostumes.com, the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. And we are uh, back. Yes, that was a good break. That was a you good break. Know, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this now. You know what you should do on the break? You should start trying to do gymnastics. You know, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that I was Were like, Jimmy, okay. I think I should do gymnastics on the breaks from now on. Because if you start now, by like season three, you'd probably be doing like you know cartwheels and stuff in the background, <laughs> cartwheels and flips and yeah, 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 and all kinds of them jumpy jam things. I don't exactly, even know what yeah. that is, but. I don't know what it is, but I want it. There you go. I want it. You can get it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. That's so corny. All right. So what do you think of this new installment of this first episode, Jimmy? What do you think? It's interesting. It's interesting looking back at it because, you know, like, like Tech had said, we're in, in real time, you know, after this, you know, smoke and mirrors, after this, we're recording an episode for season four. That's what season yeah. we're in when this episode was recorded. So mm -hmm. for us, it's it's not really about starting something new. It's about looking back at it with a different set of goggles to kind of see if this holds true to future seasons. So it's actually it's interesting. really interesting. It because is. Yeah. I'm learning. There's really something that's going to happen later in the second half that I was like, holy shit. That like. Yeah. That threw one conspiracy theory out the fucking window. Really? Okay. And we're going to discuss it when we get to it. But cool. In this episode yeah. or future episode? In this episode. No, this, this episode. This okay. episode, yeah. It likes it was one of our conspiracy theories. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it. Okay. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying this looking back at this episode again. This is actually really neat. Good. Um, It's a fun little experiment because, yeah, we're starting to see where things are born. Yeah, right. You know, oh, Mike, and like it's just like her mom. Her mom did exactly. That. Oh, Henry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Henry, do something. Her, her mom is just as useless as her. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I found it interesting that she lived at home when her. Yeah. I'm assuming her husband passed away or left. It's, it's um, kind of funny because, like, well, I don't know why you found it interesting. I found it interesting, interesting because. That's what girls do now. Like usually when they're right. like getting divorced, they'll go stay with their mom and live with their mom for a while. And and here's what I think is kind of messed up. 
about like today's society. Like if a girl goes through a divorce and ends up having to move in with her parents or with her mom or dad or something like that and stay there for a while to kind of recover and get back on her feet and all that, it's accepted. But yet if I move in with my mom, I'm laughed at and made fun of. Exactly. And girls want nothing to do with me if I live with my mom. Yeah. So, well, we've had discussions about that off microphone and, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of two sidedness on that, like two faced, you know, like for instance, like if I ask a girl out and I'm expected to pay, but if I decide that they, we should each pay for ourselves, somehow I'm being a dick. (laughs) Why is it that guys have to ask girls out? Why is it that guys have to ask girls to marry? Like what, you know? But then on the same Equality. time, they're like, ooh, feminism. Like, guy, girls are equal to guys. Okay, well, then, then make it easy on us. Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, let's take some of this uh, load off of us. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> In the original season, you used to start off asking, what's your history with the Brady Bunch? Oh, good point. Okay. Right? So, this is seeing that this is the first episode. People don't really know us. Some of the new people come in. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. I'll ask you, what is your history with the Brady Bunch? Why the Brady Bunch? That's a good question. So... Um, I used to watch the Brady Bunch a lot as a kid growing up, obviously in syndication, because by the time I was born, the show was over. Um, um, But I watched it a lot growing up with, um, you know, with like my siblings and stuff. I have like four sisters. And when I used to spend summers at my dad's with my three sisters up there, it was a lot like very similar to like the Brady house, you know, with all the kids and Mm. the two parents, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh so it's very similar lifestyle and I could really relate to the Brady Bunch that way. And it was fun. And I, some of my best childhood memories were at my dad's in the summers and stuff. And, and I just liked it. Um, and so I thought doing the Brady Bunch, there's a huge following for it and right. everybody loves it. Right. But also there's a lot to poke at here too. <laughs> well, the Brady Bunch is a fun episode to watch or it's a fun show to watch. Mm-hmm. And I, and I word it that way on purpose because, um, if somebody was to come along and make fun of friends or the office, like that, right. make fun of the core of it, make fun of what it is, they'd probably mm-hmm. have a lot of resistance. Like, you know, that's not really funny. That's a good show. Like the show <laughs> right. makes fun of it. I mean, the show does it itself. You don't need to add to it. But <laughs> right. shows like Full House, The Brady Bunch, Andy Griffith, you know, shows like that, mm-hmm. they're fun to watch because they're so corny. You know, it's so much fun to make <laughs> right. fun of it. You know what I mean? So. So there's right. a difference between loving the show and loving watching the show. And I think a lot of our listeners love watching the show. They don't necessarily, um, there's some listeners that have written in and said that they find the show sacred. That's you shouldn't mm-hmm. be made fun of, but we disagree. It's right. a fun show to watch. We enjoy watching the show. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what is your history with the Brady Bunch? Well, I, I'm the youngest of seven. Um, and my older brothers would make me watch old shows, you know, like Hawaii Five O and Andy Did you have curls? And stuff like that. No, I didn't. No, but I had a mullet. <laughs> I had a mullet with curls. Um, That's true. And uh, this was one of the shows they used to make me watch when I was younger. Hey, you want to see a cool show that we used to watch? So, um, so yeah, I used to watch it in syndication. I never watched it in in order like we have. So that yeah. makes it more interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So you ready to get back into it? I am ready to get back into this. All right. So when we left off, Mike and Carol decided to become a blended family and tie the knot. Mike with his three boys and Carol with her three girls. What could go wrong? Will comedy ensue? Of course. Let's get back to the honeymoon. That's what's next. And that's the name of the episode after all. The honeymoon, right. Mm -hmm. 
All right, scene 11. So now it's honeymoon time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike and Carol enter into the lobby of what looks like a fancy hotel. Mike walks up to the counter where an older man in a suit is standing behind the counter. Mike says, we're Mr. and Mrs. Brady, and we have reservations. The man opens up his ledger and says, oh, yes, Mr. Brady, let me see. The man looks through, smiles, looks up at Mike and says, oh, yes, Mr. <laughs> Brady. Hmm. He chuckles to himself quietly and goes on, you have the honeymoon suite. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to be fucking, aren't you? Mike, realizing how creepy this concierge is, awkwardly says, Right, the uh, honeymoon suite. (laughs) The man hands Mike a pen and asks him to register. The man goes on. Now, I am Mr. Pringle, and if there's anything I can do, you just call on me. He winks to Mike and whispers, Anything. Now, Mike thanks Mr. Pringle. And just as he's about to leave, Mr. Pringle says, oh, 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 Mr. Brady, you have signed this as Mr. and Mrs. Brady and family. Mike laughs and says, I forgot. That's a force of habit. The kids aren't with us. Mr. Pringle, whose bullshit detector is going off, asks, well, you did ask for the honeymoon suite. Carol chimes in and says, Oh, it's quite all right, Mr. Pringle. You see, Mike cuts her off, knowing he don't need to explain shit to Pringle, and says, it's all right, darling. No need to explain. It's obvious this asshole doesn't dig the modern generation. (laughs) Mr. Pringle rolls his eyes, snaps for the bellhop, and says, boy, take the Brady's to sweet H. Carol, thanks, Pringle. Pringle, with a snooty look, just watches Carol's ass as she walks up the stairs to the suite. He then shakes his head in disbelief at the blasphemers. Mm. So my only note is, why is Carol dressed like Liberace? (laughs) I didn't notice. Like She straight up had like a red crushed velvet jacket, and she had this white shirt underneath that had big ruffles that came out through the end of the jacket. Like, what in the hell? (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> so, when does Mike ever sign anything as Mr. and Mrs. Brady and family? First of all, they just fucking got married, so he's never signed Mr. and Mrs. Brady ever. And when, then he's a force to have my ass. Okay. When his wife was alive, Mr. Sensitive. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh my god. Now I feel like an asshole. You're right. That's awesome. When his wife was alive, alive, you dick. (laughs) Damn, and he's all like, sorry, force a habit. (laughs) And Carol's like, what? (laughs) I didn't even get this joke until this until the synopsis. We're like I forgot this was the 70s because I'm thinking like, what's the big deal? They just got married. Like, what the hell? But the whole (laughs) having kids and I didn't even get the the, the joke. (laughs) Mm. Scene 12. Now up in the room, Mike's Mike pours some champagne. Sets the mood. 
He tells Carol that the champagne is ready. Because I guess it takes a long time to, to pour it. <laughs> it's ready. Finally, it's done. <laughs> Carol comes out and asks, where did that come from? Mike says, the hotel sent it up. How about that? Mike hands her a glass and picks his up and says, well, here's to a great, big, bubbly life together. Hmm. They clink glasses as Carol looks him in the eyes. They both take a sip. Carol stops and says, oh, I forgot. The champagne has a terrible effect on me. It makes me dizzy after <laughs> two seconds of taking a sip. <laughs> Mike laughs and says, well, it has a terrible effect on me, too. Carol mm -hmm. asks, what? Mike grabs her and says, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Carol laughs and says, Michael Brady, you stop that or I'll... Mike asks, or you'll what? <laughs> then they kiss. <laughs> so yeah, I put down the champagne is ready. What does that mean? Like, it only takes a second. Like, <laughs> I don't... I guess right? it has to chill. Well, they, they didn't send up chill. It's a pretty crappy hotel. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. But also, she took a sip, one sip, and it <laughs> claimed she was dizzy. Like, I don't know. it hadn't even gotten to her stomach yet, and she's already saying she's dizzy. Um, <laughs> but also, why is Carol like, Michael, you stop. It's it's their honeymoon. Like, what, <laughs> no. what the hell? If there's ever a time and place for it, it's right. this. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like the way this creepy concierge guy was like oh he got the honey oh you know <laughs> ear, ear, ear. Yeah, right. you know he's like i feel like and then they're like oh the champagne just was sent up here i feel like it's got cameras in <laughs> i feel like he's in the other room with an upside down cup up next to the wall <laughs> you got cameras set up and you know all kinds of shit hell yeah we like old old episodes of scooby-doo where you see the eyes moving on a picture he's like standing behind it staring at exactly <laughs> all right scene 13 back at grandma and grandpa's house <sighs> you have to go get your manager <laughs> you talk to the manager <laughs> Back at Grandma and Grandpa's house, the girls are laying in their beds. Cindy is crying and says to her doll, I was afraid Tiger was going to hurt Fluffy. I couldn't help screaming. And neither could Marsha or Jan. But Mama yelled at us anyway. She didn't even yell at the boys. And it was their dog that chased Fluffy. <laughs> Maybe she likes them better than us. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jan and Marsha are listening to this and taking it all in. Cindy should be a dinosaur. <laughs> well, why, Jimmy? Because <laughs> then she'd be extinct. <laughs> then I'd be extinct! Yeah. Um, I put down, wow, this is some amazing acting. <laughs> yeah. Scene 14. Back in the honeymoon suite, Mike is laying on the couch with his head on Carol's lap. Oh, Carol says, I feel funny about Cindy and Marsha yeah, and Jan, too. What's that? That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> and Mike's like, hey, whatever it takes, baby. <laughs> it should have, she should have said it like, I feel funny about Cindy and Marsha and Jan, too. <laughs> 
That just would have been funny. I shouldn't have scolded them at the wedding. Mike thinks for a second and says, I shouldn't have yelled at the boys. Carol goes on, but it was such a mess. Tiger was chasing Fluffy and the hors d'oeuvres were flying and all those ice cubes. Carol chuckles and says, poor Mrs. Fellman and her frozen titties. (laughs) Sorry, her frozen front. I just thought it was funny (laughs) calling the front. Frozen front. Mike sits up, laughs, and says, how about me? My nose full of wedding cake. Carol laughs along with her husband. They both sit in silence for a brief moment. Mike takes Carol's hand, looks at the wedding ring. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Carol says, Mike, I feel guilty about the kids. Mike looks at her and says, hey, wait a minute. We are on our honeymoon. We're supposed to enjoy ourselves. These kids are fine. I'm sure they've forgotten all about it by now. Mike kisses her on the neck. Carol says, you're probably right. Mike says, of course I'm right. Listen, I know my boys. They can be miserable one minute and laughing the next. Right now, I bet they got a smile on their face a mile wide. Hmm. Um, it's funny because this almost the same thing kind of happened when me and my wife celebrated our one year or our 10 year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So we we live in for those that that don't you know haven't watched any or listened to any episodes. Uh, me, me and Tacker from Central Florida. That's where we record from. And um, for our ten year, we went to um, Disney. The, did the whole Disney thing um, for him for Jimmy and his wife's ten year, not Jimmy and I's ten year. Oh no 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 not my attacks. We uh, what did we do for our ten year? <laughs> Can't remember, but. <laughs> Well, for me and my wife's 10 year, we went to Orlando and, um, you know, it started off great. We went to, um, it's now called Disney Springs. It was called downtown Disney, but we went to, I think, um, rainforest cafe and ate there. And then we mm-hmm. walked around downtown Disney and everything. And I think we may have went to one of the theme parks to watch a fireworks show. And then we were sitting there. I think it was the next morning at breakfast or lunch. My wife goes, I wonder how the kids are doing. And then <laughs> it was downhill from there. <laughs> Like we couldn't stop thinking of the kids. We ended up leaving early. So I, I can kind of relate to them as parents. Like, you know, they've been with you this whole time. This is a new experience. You know what I mean? That's, I don't know. Yeah. As a parent, I totally get this. I totally 100% get this. Yeah. I remember it was, was it? I'm trying to remember. Somehow when just shortly after my son was born, mm-hmm. um, he must've been, just less than a year old. So, or maybe about a year. I don't remember. Anyway, me and his mom went away for a weekend and we went to Disney also. Okay. And we spent the weekend, I think at Disney. And, uh, so we went and saw the, um, live show for finding Nemo. Hmm. And I was practically in fucking tears (laughs) because I missed my son. Oh yeah. Because it was like the longest I've ever been without him. And I was like, oh my God. And so I bought him like a little stuffed Nemo stuffed animal that I was going to give to him. Because I just, I missed him so much. That's funny. Yeah. I get that. And uh, even like a little bit time, like later on in the hotel room, you know, my wife at the time, she was like, I miss the girls. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It was funny. Yeah. (laughs) I had to go up to New York to train for a week and I was... And I, I, I used up some FaceTime. <laughs> wow. Like I was, as soon as I got to my hotel, I'd FaceTime for hours and hours. And my wife would just put the phone down and make me feel like I was in the living room and stuff. And it was horrible. I hated it. 
right. <clears throat> Moving on. All right. Scene 15. We quickly cut to the boys sitting at a bar at home, all have slices of cake and a glass of milk in front of them. They all have pouty looks on their faces and not touching their cake. Mm. Alice comes out of the laundry room and says, okay, when boys don't eat cake, there's got to be a reason. Let's have it. Greg says, dad shouldn't have yelled at us. We were only trying to help. Peter pipes up and says, he didn't yell at the girls and it was their damn cat that caused the trouble. Mm -hmm. Bobby says, he only yelled at boys, us. Greg says, I guess that's the way it's going to be around here from now on. Just because they're Carol's kids, we're going to get blamed for everything. And then he called her Carol. I I love that. That that made my day hearing him say that. (laughs) Alice looks at the boys and says, now you men don't really believe that. Greg says, we sure do. When those girls move in, they're going to take over. Peter says, yeah, they're going to be dad's favorites. Bobby says, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I like there's a little touch that they added and it, it was probably um Ann Davis that added it. But yeah. she calls them men. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just thought that was a cool touch. You know, it kind of it know. just fits in with like Mike's little like military militant theme that he does yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, my wife asked today when I was listening to when I was watching this, <clears throat> my wife asked a question. She said, So is Mike military? I said, you know what, we've talked about that on the show. Like he, he they don't say he was military. I don't think he was military, but somewhere in his family there was military because he uses yeah. military terms a lot. So I got a feeling his dad was probably military. Yeah. Um, I would really <laughs> love to hear that he was, but just by the way, because like, because look at Mike, like he's he's fit, he's clean cut, he mm-hmm. has like a he's firm but fair. He's right. got all that kind of like characteristics of someone from the military, you know. And he's got his shit together. And I just, it would have been nice to find out that he was prior military. But, he could have been uh, like a, like a, a architect or something in the military, like some kind of engineer in the military. He could have been. But I wish we would have known that. Yeah. But if not, his dad definitely was military. Hmm. I think in Robert Reed's eyes, it, it, when he did his character analysis kind of thing, I think he was probably military. But yeah. anyways, scene 16. Later, back in the hotel, Mike and Carol are having a little post-coital candlelight dinner. Ooh. Ooh. They are both being awkwardly quiet. Mike <laughs> says, marvelous hotel. <laughs> Carol says, and the service. Service is great. <laughs> Mm. Mike and Carol look at each other. Mike thinks for a moment. He guiltily reminisces about what he said to the boys during the shenanigans back at the wedding. Carol does the same to herself. They both sigh. And Carol says, you know, you know the answer as well as I do. Mike leans in and with a smile says, let's go. (laughs) Carol asks like this. Mike says, it's an emergency. Mike blows out the candles and they head out the door. A moment later, Mike and Carol are running down the stairs and into the lobby of the hotel. Mr. Pringle, still on duty, says, Mr. Brady? Mike says, don't worry, Mr. Pringle. We'll be back. Hmm. They just fucked, huh? Ah, yes, they did. And by the way, they're acting. It's like the first time. Right. I don't know if they were trying to imply that or what. I got the feeling that he tried to put it in her butt. <laughs> this has nothing that's, to do with the kids. That's why it's awkward. Yeah. It's definitely not the first time they had sex. But exactly. It's yeah. the first time he tried butt stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and she's like, what the hell is that? And he's like, she's going to pick a time to do it special. This is it. She either got mad or she farted. One of the two. <laughs> oh, gross. But I'm saying that's uh, that would be awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> I guess so. There you go. Or really, it's like the first time they're like, I mean, I'm assuming they probably spent the night together before, but like now they're in a tiny hotel room. So maybe like one of them had to go potty. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's just like one of those, can you turn the TV on like really loud? <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if one of them went potty before and the other one's all weirded out like ew I don't want I don't do anything now you just went to the bathroom like I was gonna brush my teeth but I'll, I'll wait it's fine <laughs> I don't want to like put my mouth on it now because you went to the bathroom it's gross scene 17 soon after Mike and Carol roll up to Carol's parents home they sneak into their room and turn on the light Carol reaches down and kisses Cindy on the cheek to wake her up Cindy wakes up and says, Mommy! <laughs> Carol says, Shh, you'll frighten Grandma and Grandpa. Mike walks over and wakes up Marsha and Jan. Marsha asks, What's going on? Mike sits next to her and says, How would you girls like to come along with us? Jan asks, On your honeymoon? Carol says, That's right. Cindy says, Oh boy, I've never been on a honeymoon before. Jan says, neither have I, and I'm older than you. <laughs> Mike hushes the girls to be quiet. Marcia quietly says, what can you expect from children? Carol, thank God, says, Mike, I better wake mom and dad and tell them <laughs> we're taking the girls. <laughs> I was extremely concerned when this scene started. I was like, they're yeah, not yeah. going to wake up her parents and tell them they're taking <laughs> the kids. That's funny. <laughs> Anyway, as Carol leaves, she asks Mike to pack a few things for them to take. The girls get up with excitement. He then tells them to pack a few dresses for some reason. Yeah, right? Hmm. So, um, I thought it was kind of creepy that Mike was, like, all hanging all over and hugging Marsha. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. So, I was watching this part with my son. <laughs> and... And Carol says, Mike, I better wake mom and dad and tell them we're taking the girls. Right. My son, without missing a fucking beat, says, <laughs> he says, yeah, wear a mask. They're old. Wear a ski mask. <laughs> They're old. Well, you like, because Carol's ugly? No. Because <laughs> can you imagine sneaking into them, their room in the middle of the night? Saying, I'm taking the girls. <laughs> says, wear a ski mask. That's why. <laughs> they're, they're old. <laughs> I'm taking the girls. <laughs> also, props to the uh, set. Yeah, can't talk. Props to the set dressing department because they made the girls' bedroom look like it was once like an old person's spare oh, yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. With like older furniture, but they also had like girls' posters like That's on the cool, wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was really good. I thought yeah. I, was, I was impressed. <clears throat> All right, scene eighteen. A bit <laughs> later, they sneak into the boys' room back at Mike's bachelor pad. They oh. walk over to Oh yeah. They <laughs> they walk over to Bobby and wake him up first. Soon all the boys are up. Greg actually emerges from his own room hmm. and asks, What's happening? <laughs> Did he say it like What's happening? Or was he like, what's <laughs> happening? Mike asks, 
How would you boys like to come with us on our honeymoon? Bobby says, wow, I'd love to go on a honeymoon. What should I take? Greg says, a girl dummy. (laughs) (laughs) That part cracked me up. Yeah, it did, yeah. (laughs) Mike says, yeah, that'll do, Greg. Greg tells everybody that he's not going to go and he's going back to bed. Peter asks, aren't you coming with us? Greg says, not me. I'm too old to go on a honeymoon. (laughs) Bobby points out that dad is older than you are and he's going. Mike says, come on, Greg. We're all going to go together. Now go get some clothes on. Mike starts to walk out of the room and says, I'm going to go wake Alice and tell her. But is interrupted by Alice walking in holding a suitcase and says, Alice is right here. Mike asks why she's up. Alice says, well, I figured you'd be back. I packed the boys' clothes last night. Mike and Carol just laugh. (laughs) So Greg actually had his own room in this house. Yeah, and Peter actually slept on the top bunk, just like he does in the new house. (laughs) I know. I I thought that was kind of cool. And the girls' beds were set up exactly like they (laughs) are in the next house, too. Interesting. (laughs) Hmm, okay. Scene 19. Back at the hotel, Mike and Carol come walking into the lobby with all the kids in tow. Mr. Pringle sees this, stops Mike, and says, Mr. Brady. Mike says, oh, it's okay, Mr. Pringle. They're with us. Carol says, there's one thing that's better than a honeymoon for two. It's a honeymoon for eight. Cindy, while holding her doll, says, you mean a honeymoon for nine, Mommy. Jan, while holding Fluffy in a cage, says, you mean a honeymoon for ten. Carol sees this for the first time, apparently, and says, Fluffy. Just then, a barking is heard, and it's Alice standing there with Tiger on a leash. Mike says, Tiger? Peter says, Eleven. Bobby adds, Don't forget Alice. Cindy (laughs) says, That makes twelve. Mike walks over to Alice and says, Okay, now this is where kind of debunks or begins our conspiracy theory. Okay. Mike walks over to Alice and says, I know this is a stupid question, but what are you doing here? Mm. Alice says, well, he wouldn't go to sleep without you. Mike laughs. Alice goes on. Besides, I figured someone ought to look after the kids. Mike says, hey, good thinking. You'll go on every vacation from now on, (laughs) even when you don't want to. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Mike walks back to the bunch, claps his hands, and says, Okay, gang, let's go. They all go up the stairs, but then all begin arguing. The adults are trying to chill everybody out. Mr. Pringle just shakes his snooty-ass head. Finally, Mike yells, Attention! The kids halt in position. Mike goes on, Okay, fall in, right here. According to size, big ones first. The kids all line up. Carol smugly steps in front of Greg to show she is taller than him. (laughs) Pringle is still annoyed as shit with all this nonsense. Once everyone is in line, Mike takes the lead and says, Okay, left foot first, forward, march. They all march up the stairs to the honeymoon suite. Pringle just buries his head in his hands. Hmm. So I that Marsha is taller than Greg? No, Carol... Oh, I thought you. I thought I thought Marsha. I thought you said Marsha was taller than Greg. Like Carol smugly steps in front of Greg. Oh, okay. So, in, another military reference. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, uh, how did Alice get there? That was my point too. I said, uh, she obviously drove herself. She obviously, because Mike is surprised to see her. Yeah. And also not only that, but all the kids and the cat came in Mike's convertible. And now, so but how did Tiger, how did Alice and Tiger get there when Alice doesn't drive? Hmm. Maybe Alice is an alcoholic. <laughs> Go on. And like, well, if she gets a DUI, she loses her license. <laughs> <laughs> so at some um, point, Alice had a DUI and she can't drive anymore. She doesn't say she, I don't think she says she doesn't know how to drive, but it's, I think she said she doesn't drive. Yeah. And this is where I wrote, also we may misjudge Alice. She brought this shit on herself. She made herself go on this honeymoon. Mike wanted her to stay home. Right. But and she also. Says, Why are you here? She's also functioning almost like a wingman for Mike. Yeah. I'll so, distract the children so you can exactly. like, get laid. Right. Which she probably. Hmm. Honestly, she's probably done that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, is Carol coming over again tonight? Exactly. Fine. I'll watch all the kids while you two go, you know, play cards in your room. Exactly. <laughs> and Jimmy. Yes. That's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. All right. Cool. So, all right. We'll see you. No. Was <laughs> no, that was a lot of fun to go through that, that was, first yeah. episode again. It was eye-opening. It was. Learned a lot. Hmm. So basically, uh, let's kind of, I just want to reiterate again. So this is how the normal episodes go. If you continue on past here, you're going to hear a different season one. Uh, or it'll just be me with a different guest. Occasionally, Jimmy's dropping in as a guest. Um, but I do have a different guest every week and uh, every episode. And so it's a little different. Um, once we hit season two, that's where Jimmy came in full time. And you'll and hear us refer to it as if it's my first time as the guest. That's why. Yeah. And there it is. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I mean, we still got a couple more minutes here. Yes. Um, but uh, this is uh, pretty much the latest um, format of the show. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So we always do our disclaimer. We had a good time here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show and we're not racist or sexist. No, indeed we are not. We'd also like to take a chance to personally thank our producers from Patreon. Without you, this could not be possible. And that especially goes for uh, Jenny and Jim, who are the original Patreons, uh, the mm-hmm. ones that started it all. So Original OPs. OPs, yes. All right. And we're going to hand out some homework assignments. And the first one is, go check out the website. It's at averybradypodcast.com. Yes, do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or CastBox, or however you watch it, or however you listen to the show. And tell two friends about the show, or like Jimmy says, if you don't like it, tell two enemies. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at averybradypodcast at gmail.com. And join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. Yeah, we have some people post some pretty funny things and some pretty interesting facts about the show and stuff like that. It's, it's oh, pretty it's fun to very join. very active. It is, It's yeah, very yeah. active. So. If you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. It's, it's set up almost like, um, I'm not going to say a merch store, but it's it's mm-hmm. set up so that if you do sponsor the show, uh, you get stuff every, every period, you get stuff periodically sent to you for support. Yeah. That's pretty neat. 
Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and get updates, real time updates. That's right. If there's ever going to be a late episode, exactly. we will let you know there. And check out our network, which is called the Retro Network. And check out the retronetwork.com. Check out our T Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this episode. And most importantly, go watch the Brady Bunch. Yes. And for your homework, the next episode to watch, Jimmy is going to tell you all about it. Yes. On the next episode, season one, episode two, Dear Libby. After reading a letter in the Dear Libby newspaper column, the kids are worried that one of their parents is unhappy with the new kids and is considering leaving the marriage. Hmm. Sounds pretty bad. It does sound pretty bad. Sounds stressful. <laughs> sounds stressful. <It's> stressful. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, sir. I believe that is it. Well, I appreciate everybody stopping by checking out the very first episode, and I hope you continue on. Yes, definitely. Please do. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a Very Brady Podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keith Smolton. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>